Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us this week. This week it's just me and Rob in the office. We are celebrating the last day of 2019. Boom. The end is nigh. Everybody should repent after I say that, right? That's like Jonah. I say the end is nigh and everyone repents. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Repent now. The end is nigh. Five words. Everyone's saved. (laughs) Excellent job. There's a little callback. There's a little callback to our uh, previous series there. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. See, just year in review. That's all I'm going to remember. Just Jonah. So I'm going to forget everything else. Just Jonah. But uh, speaking of review, of review, uh, we should review your sermon on Sunday. Yes, in which you had a glaring shortcoming. <laughs> uh, you done goofed. Yeah, when my wife tells me about it, it's bad. Oh man, I was you know I knew I knew I was going to listen for this because you you'd cued me in before I started editing it because I wasn't there on Sunday so that might be the biggest shortcoming is that I wasn't there to uh to stop this from happening this travesty <laughs> I I couldn't have stopped it it was it was like watching a train wreck you, I don't think you even realized you had no idea uh, I had none and now that we've yeah. built this up like this all that happened was you misspoke uh talking about our Easter services this year you were vision casting for what we want Easter to look like and what you intended to say was <clears throat> that we would have two services by the time we hit Easter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the listeners will have to go back and review what you actually said, but it came out something along the lines of, we'd have two Easter Sundays, was my takeaway. Or we'd <laughs> have two Easter's by this Sunday, or... That's, that's, it what, was, that's what Christy said, yeah. Oh, it was a hot mess. Yeah. It was a hot mess. We're just... Oh, my goodness. But apparently, it was on the it was on the screen behind you. Right. We had a, like, you had a slide. People could read what I was trying to say. Yeah, so that that's fine if you were there, but if you're just listening to the recording, you might have been confused. Uh, don't be confused. <laughs> we're not coming up with two Easter's. Mission Ridge hasn't gone off the heresy deep end. No. Um, we're not that crazy yet, but, uh, we might do Christmas in July too, but that's, that's a different matter. Why not? We should do that. Just do a, I I enjoy a Christmas Sunday in July just for funsies. Uh, but that's because I really like my Christmas songs. Also shortcoming on Josh Croyle for not scheduling any Christmas songs on the fifth day of Christmas. I think it was the fifth day on Sunday. Because there's 12 days of Christmas, and we should be singing Christmas songs all through them. (laughs) Spoiler alert, I'm going to have to call myself out this week, because I don't think we're going to do any Christmas songs this Sunday, and technically it's still a Christmas Sunday. It would be a 12th day, yeah. It would be. This would be the the last Sunday of Christmas, but... I've heard you say this, and I know I've sung the 12 days of Christmas, but I have never had anybody else call out the 12 days of Christmas like it was something other than the song that we sang. Yeah, right. Um, so this is actually, I have a friend who is uh, who's Lutheran, and they observe the twelve days of Christmas, and then Epiphany starts. Wow, 
right? So this is this is the actual liturgical calendar. So you have Advent leading up to Christmas. Okay. Christmas hits, 12 days of Christmas, then Epiphany to celebrate the wise men. Wow. Um, so I'm slowly learning more and more liturgical calendar things. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I kind of like that. Maybe next year we'll integrate that into uh, just uh, pull that in to the Mission Ridge uh, liturgical calendar, maybe. We took our Christmas tree down way too soon. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm a little torn because I want to do some, like, moving of furniture because I need to get my, like, fish tanks moved around. Right. And my Christmas tree is right where I want to put a bookshelf. Okay. And I'm like, well... I mean, if I take my Christmas tree down before the 12 days is over, <laughs> I'm, I'm very torn. I, it's, a, it's an inner turmoil that I'm going through sitting on my couch there. Yeah. And I don't know. We'll just have to see if I do any Christmas songs this week. You could just decorate your bookshelf Book, yeah. with lights. With light. There we go. That's perfect. It, it was a tree once. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, we'll just spin it. Anyway. So that's it for that's it for the shortcomings. Just a, a mild misspeak. We're not doing two Easter's. We just want to be doing two services by Easter because hopefully we will have grown. <laughs> we will have added to our numbers. Oh, that's funny. Something about adding to our numbers daily. Get on it, Logan. Get on that, David. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So diving into our footnotes content, we got some uh, not a ton of stuff to talk about today, other than. <clears throat> I had a thought that I brought up to you yesterday, Rob, uh, that was interesting about this. You used this parable of the talents in your sermon. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I thought that it was strange, or it was a possibility, that there was something going on with this mention of bankers. Right? Right. That uh, maybe... I, my initial thought was, okay, if the the person with the Jesus said, you know, the 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 ruler says, you know, you should have you should have at least gone to you know the bankers and invested with them, right? Because you at least would have gotten interest back, okay. Um, and I was thinking, oh, okay, who who are the bankers in this parable? Um, you know, and you're you're bringing up the good example of the the five, the two, and the one. Or was it, was it five, three, and five? It was five, two, and one, right? Five, two, and one. Yeah. Um, you know, five being the the Tanakh and or the the Torah, and then uh, the two being the tablets, God's law, and the one being uh, just God Himself. Right. And I was, so, what are the what are the bankers? And I was th- I was thinking maybe the bankers uh, and the bank would be the the Levite system, like this is the temples, this temple system maybe. Like he should have at least invested into God's like. You know, if he's going to be afraid of God, he should have at least invested and done sacrifices and stuff, you know. Um, And you had some other thoughts that we were talking about, and they were quite interesting. Well, yeah, so I started looking that up. It that First of all, that word's only used once in all scriptures. That's the only time? Only time. Whoa. At least in the New Testament. I don't don't have access to the Greek Septuagint. But um, we do know that it was illegal or against Torah to charge interests. And so this is a very Greek thought. And I think this would be this would have been a shocking statement for Jesus to say this. Like, did did the Messiah, did did the rabbi just say? You should have at least gone and invested with the 
Greeks? Right. The pagan bankers? The I, pagan banker? Yeah. Like, that's weird. That's weird. I yeah. was not... I. I don't know what to do with that, to be honest. And, and I think it just kind of highlights again that this conversation is not about money. Mm-hmm. That this is this is really about, you know, are you going to invest in yourself in knowing God and pursuing God and and your your relationship with God and and you know I in my own experience I there were some years there were I was very passive about my relationship with God. I, I was probably, you know, the national average for attending church is what, one point seven times a month? Yeah, something like that. Not very good. And we know we have we have uh, a number of people, like a good portion of the people that are called mission readers their home, they're there three, four times a a month because mm-hmm. if they're in town they're there. Yeah. Um and so you you got those kinds of folks that are that that's what they invest in themselves in Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. This becomes part of their yep. And and that's just uh ju- that's just a part a, a piece of what it looks like to invest in your relationship with the Lord. But but if so, some people are are there every Sunday. Some people are there. L- l- significantly less than that, and the average works out to one point seven. Yeah. So that's a lot of people that are not there once a month. Right. Granted, there's, I mean, the the creasters really bring down the, really bring down the average. I don't know if they include those in that or not. Right. You know, twice a year, that two out of 52. And this parable is being told the night of Jesus's betrayal. It's, it's um, somewhere between the, mm. the supper and, and, uh, yeah, somewhere in those conversations that Jesus is having having with his disciples. Sure. Uh, what actually this these have parables, I believe, are are told on uh, the Mount of Olives a day or two before mm. um, Jesus is betrayed. I, I'm mixing my um, You're mixing up your order of operations. Yeah, that's all right, John. Some some of the parables that. That John, some of the stories that John records is in between. So, at any rate, um, this is within the last week of Christ, and and you know the disciples are like, well, what's the sign of your return? And over and over and over again, he's saying, be ready, be, be ready, ready, be ready, be ready, be ready. How much more can we be prepare ourselves to be ready than investing in our relationship? with the Lord on a daily sure. basis. And so that's that's where we came out with this challenge to um, either write Torah or or pray for someone on a daily basis, because some of our folks are already engaging with God's Word on a daily basis. Yeah. Writing out Torah, writing out the first five books of the Bible over, over a year's time period um, would be a new way of engaging with God's Word mm-hmm. for, for a lot of our folks. And then... Um, and then Maybe even pursuing a discipleship relationship was a was a third challenge that we thought people could look at for this next year. Yeah, those are all really good. I, you know, I'm, I'm maybe I'm a little biased because I helped come up with them, but I think they're all really good. <laughs> um, Logan likes them. I, you know, I, I yeah, it doesn't mean I'm good at them, but uh, you know, it's especially the the pray for somebody one. I, you know, I I went to CIY. 
I took uh, youth students there when I was youth pastor over at Real Life. Right. Um, and that's where I actually I was familiar with the Jace Malik story, um, and and brought that to your attention, which you used in the in the sermon, which was phenomenal. Um, that story is just incredible. Yeah, Absolutely if you, you want to listen to that story, we'll we'll link to it. Yeah, I'll throw the link on this on this one too, but it's also linked on the on the sermon. Um, the full video is linked there on YouTube. But uh, that it's just a phenomenal story. But the the like really what kind of kicks it off is this this student that took the challenge to pray for somebody that you know she wanted to see. It was wanted to see baptized, right? right? Like she wanted to. She's gonna pray for this person. Um, for they were thirty days, yeah, classmates. You know, she was a cheerleader. He's a jock super stud, um, and that that kind of re- that just kind of resonated with me. Um, and so I started. Well, we did we did that. We took that and made that a challenge with our youth group at one point. Um, and I made these little like, kind of key fob type things that ha- I had people write down names on them, and they kept these mm. these little you know key fob things that I made. Um, they're really janky, just little, I took a dowel and like cut it up. So they like pogs essentially mm. that they wrote people's names on. It wasn't, you know, nothing special, but it's just a little reminder. Like you sure. know, put this where it's going to, it's going to ping your memory and you're going to pray for somebody. Right. <clears throat> and, uh, I was like, I, I don't like carrying crap around. Like I've got enough stuff that I carry on a daily basis that sure. I don't, I don't need extra crap in my pockets. Um, so what I ended up doing is I started putting like a reminder in my phone. Um, for an alarm. So I'd set right. an alarm, and I'd just have a little text on there. It'd be like, pray for blah, you know, or whatever. Um, And so I I started making that habit, and I just kind of kept that going. And there's, uh, you know, I've got one friend that uh, every day at 8.30, that alarm goes off. Um, and that's been going for... That one's been for since before I moved to Missoula. So probably three years now. Wow. Um, and, and and that's not like I'm praying for, like, I'm just praying for this friend of mine. Cause right. like she's going through med school and being a doctor and it's like, how can I be praying for you? And we check in and catch up every once in a while, but like, I'm just praying for her every day. Um, you know, I have no idea what that's, I mean, maybe that's, you know, bringing about fruit. I, I don't know, but like I decided I would do that and I'm just faithful in doing that. Um, and that's slowly like, Pretty much like from eight to nine, I think I've got five alarms that go off to remind me on various <laughs> days. Like one of them's every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like just because just to mix it up or whatever. But sure, that's a like, great way to do that. It, it really does work. I yeah. mean, it really does. It's it's a it's a great way to do that. So like if you're if you're looking at that at that suggestion, I would submit that as a a tangible like just set an alarm and don't make it your like morning alarm that's going to wake you up. No. Um, cause you're going to snooze that, um, yeah, but I have... put it at a, at a time that's almost obnoxious and you just take, take two minutes and pray for that person every day. Yeah. I have, I have, I have one right now for one of the families within our congregation that's, um, having some challenges with their extended family that and they've asked for prayer. So they're, they're in my list. Nice that way, and then I there's some people that I pray for on a regular basis that they're just on a piece of paper that's in my in my Bible, and that that is just a simple way of of uh, inviting God into human existence. Like 
creating space for God to enter into our world. And I think that's such a, um, it's one of those things that we get to do as Christians is wherever we walk, the Holy Spirit's there. Mm -hmm. And so whoever we're thinking about, whoever we're praying for, like we're, we're inviting God in a very particular way into that situation. Sure. And sometimes God changes us through that prayer. Um, over time, sometimes God changes changes the other person. Uh, in the Jace Malik story, I, you know, Libby Libby's story is forever changed because she started oh, yeah. start praying for Jace. You know, mm-hmm. they married at one point, um, and uh, and she's carrying on his legacy mm-hmm. um, now that he's passed. You know, so her like the fact that she started praying, you know, she got to see God move in miraculous ways as, as people, you know, left and right were coming to know, know the Lord through this young man. Yeah. You know, and so her story's changed. Jace's story was changed. There's and, a lot of people's stories yeah. who were affected by that. Yeah. Like you start praying and I mean, boom, God's going to show up. Yeah. So that's good stuff. Then the, uh, obviously the other two, uh, you know, pursuing a discipleship relationship, um, right, you know that's that's something we've talked about. We we talk about discipleship. I don't know every so often. You know, kind of <laughs> like it's a it I might it's a be a big deal. deal. Uh, every once yeah. in a while, you know, just you know, just every once in a while, we bring yeah. that up. I'm being really sarcastic here because it's kind of a huge part of our church. It really um, is. So, like to to sum that all up in a, a quick little episode of footnotes here would be uh, folly. I think is the term right. I'm going to use. Right. Like it would be folly to attempt that. Uh, but I would say like, that's definitely something if you're, if you're like, yep, nope, I pray for people and yep. I write the text like, boom. All right. Here's the thing. Like this is a, this is a great next step. What does it look like for you to disciple somebody? Um, you know, and yeah, if either, that's, either you need to be discipled. Yeah. Yep. Or you have been discipled and you need to be discipling. Like you're, yeah, yeah it's you're one in some of, part it's of one that or equation. One or the other. Yeah, you fit. You fit there. Yeah. It's it's never. Uh, well, I, neither one of those applies. One of them applies. Either you need to be discipled or you need to be making a disciple. I remember where I was at when I started praying, uh, driving out of the parking lot, post falls real life, and I said, Lord, I don't know what it looks like to make disciples. Like I haven't started down that path yet but i want to figure out mm-hmm. will you open up doors for me and within a month i had sat down with the youth pastor and i was put in charge of the discipleship program for the high school students oh that'll do her and uh we we had a sh- share events that were about 500 600 kids that would show up we had connect events where there'd be two, three hundred kids to show up, and then our disciple environment was was closer to thirty. Hmm. And uh, I got to work with with a number of interns that uh, we partnered in this hmm. together, and we got to make disciples. And, and it's pretty cool to see a lot of those students from man almost a dozen years ago. They're married. They're having kids. They're you know. 
sure. living out their faith, and it's it's pretty cool to see. There you go. And then the last one, writing the text. All of Torah, according to Brent Billings. All right. See now, I okay. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just this is gonna be a moment of vulnerability for Logan. <laughs> so I remember back. It would have been the year of two thousand seventeen. Uh, I believe it was written on a wig goal whiteboard, which I still have a picture of that whiteboard. I have a picture of that whiteboard still, so I will refer to that whiteboard picture and see what that says. You will go take a look. Uh, I might do that as you're talking the next time you're speaking, because I'm pretty sure I still have it on my desktop, um, just to pull that up every once in a while, which might say, we're, we're not going to go there. But uh, I thought it was we were going, as a staff, Aaron was challenging us to write out all of Genesis. I think he he had the executive team. Uh, I think he had said that they were writing out all of Torah, but he he challenged the staff to do Genesis. Now, this is what I remember, and I could very well be wrong. I admit that. I could be wrong. It's been known to happen once in a blue moon that Logan is not correct. In my text to Brent, I said he says, well, that might have been the year that Logan left, though. I said, it was. He never finished Genesis. Oh no! Like I, I am, I'm holding my, uh, I am holding the book, the the notebook that I started writing because I hand wrote it because I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it right. Um, and I hand wrote it, and by God, that makes you go slower. Oh, so yeah. I know Rob, like Rob, made a crack about not being able to read it. Well, that means you're probably writing too fast. You better slow down. <laughs> Just slower on down, right? Um. I left the S off when I was texting Brent oh, on okay. purpose. Oh, jeez. And Brent thought that was funny. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I made it to uh, Genesis 25. Oh, you didn't make it halfway. No, oh, no, yeah. no, I did not. Jenna. I made it to, made it to Genesis Jenna. 25. The last thing that I wrote, let's see. I don't even know if I finished Genesis 25. Let's see here. We had... Uh, the life of Ishmael, 137 years. He breathed his last and died. You'll notice I can read my writing. And was gathered to his people. They settled from Havilah to Shur, which is opposite Egypt in the direction of Assyria. He settled over uh, against all of his Kishmen. And then I ended. So for me, I uh, I actually <laughs> used the Orthodox Jewish Bible because I, I wanted to do this in a different um, translation than mm-hmm. I was used to. Sure. And the Orthodox Jewish Bible uh, uses Hebrew words throughout, and I was, so I was learning uh, um, Hebrew words as I was doing this, and so um, Zerah is arm, and Zikat is justice. Um, Ratzkon is favor. So, you know, Burkot is blessing. So I was learning yeah. Hebrew. So I, I kind of combine these two. Sure. Um, but really, one looking at this from a different translation, and, that, and I found parts of the Orthodox Jewish Bible translation that I didn't particularly like mm. uh, compared to, I, I personally read the NAS, but we teach of ESV, and so um, I could be wrong. I could be right. Like it's it's just some of a preference thing. Sure. Um, but you know, it's interesting because I could see some of the patterns of words 
some of the repetition of words within it starts to come out because of the the Orthodox Jewish. Yeah, because they 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 focus on they'll they'll highlight certain words, and um, interesting. Yeah, I so dig it. I found a very yeah it was a very beneficial thing. It was challenging. Like you're talking two three chapters mm-hmm. a week, and like three to four hours a week is is how long it, it, I spent. I felt like, you know, when you're on a treadmill, maybe you're not like me, but when I'm on a treadmill, like I'm always have to think about how much time's left, how much time have I spent, how much time is sure. like my brain has to be calculating mm-hmm. like you don't get into just the like I'm going, I'm I, going, I'm I going. don't just run mindlessly. I have gotcha. to, my brain's got to be engaged. And so like I was constantly going, well, how many chapters do I have to finish per week now? Like, <laughs> where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I yeah, at? And, sure. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm. I. I. I was. I was looking at this, and when we started brainstorming this stuff, I was like, yeah, no, it's time. Because I, I ultimately, I, I would like to have the entire Bible like handwritten out just for funsies, um, and legible. Um, you know, just yeah. cause that, that, that's a cool thing. Like be like, yeah, I wrote out the whole thing. Well, and I know for Michael Reyes, Michael's handwriting is like top notch Yeah, and, and he's, he's very artistic. And so for him, what he wanted was like a clean, very clean copy that he could like hand off to his yeah children or grandchildren and so that, that he had a very different goal mm-hmm. uh, where my goal was to get the words onto the paper. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do remember as I was writing, I would get very excited if I had a page where I didn't mess something up and have to do a chicken scratch, mm. like edit. And it also gave me a whole lot of respect for the Essenes. Oh, yeah. Because as we talked about, like, they're, you know, they were recording all of this stuff on scrolls. And if they screwed up, they burned that bad boy. Like, it was gone. Right. Like, they, they were, there it was a yep, start over. Right. That's a lot of respect for those Essenes that I now have because, oof. Yeah. Yeah. You can look through. There's, there's a lot of times where it's like, oh, and I messed that word up. Dang it. Which makes you go. Makes you go slower, makes you catch things, makes you really kind of get that in. Absolutely. You know, really gets it into you. Um, Absolutely. So that's, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to I'm gonna start doing that again this year, and we'll see. I don't know. I haven't set a, a specific goal, uh, whether it's just Genesis or all of, uh, <laughs> all of Torah. All of Torah. <laughs> maybe it's just a maybe it's just a chapter a day or something. I don't I don't know. Uh, some of those chapters get really long. Oh yes. Uh, other chapters are very short. So maybe that's I I don't know. But uh, we'll figure it out. I got I got a, at least you know another twenty four hours before I'm into next year. So it's like reading a psalm a day, and then you get to Psalm one hundred nineteen. You're like, oh, what did I do to myself? Yeah, right. <laughs> oof, oof. That's a long one. It's a power ballad. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Well. So that's good stuff. I did check the uh, wig whiteboard. It just said write the text. It said read the text, memorize the text, and uh, was it? read Bible and pray, memorize the text, 
write the text. Yeah. And then some shenanigree about, I don't know, organization and budget, but you know, those aren't important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. It doesn't, doesn't clarify. Maybe, maybe I was just completely wrong. It's very possible. But like Brent said, that was the year I left, so I didn't need to finish. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Granted, I definitely didn't know that at the beginning of the year when I was procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So uh, this this concludes the final footnotes of 2019. 2019. Yeah. My goodness, we have, yeah, we have made it through, kids. Yeah, uh, this is the first complete year of footnotes. We have we've been doing this for just over a year now, and uh, we haven't we haven't we haven't like died yet. No, like we're still here, we're still kicking. There's people still listening to us. That's surprising to me. Thank you for listening. You know, you and uh, send us your questions at uh, info at missionridge.church and your complaints to Gus at liferotp.com. There you go. For sure to the guests at liferotp.com. Please, please send him complaints. I don't <laughs> it doesn't even have to relate to anything here. No. Just complain to him. Just complain. He just needs that. Anyway. Uh yep. It's been a pleasure. We'll uh we'll see uh we'll see you next decade. Yeah. I guess. Uh, it'll be a decade before we see you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge Podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.